Hi, Renee, how are you doing? I'm fine. Me too. I'm, I'm excellent. Uh, I'm actually pumped for Monday. So guys, look forward to Monday. And well, today we're going to focus on uh, men not only wanting sex, true male partners and yes, female partners as well. Okay. But the focus is more on men this time. Okay. So, um, we're going to start off with a fitting partner. Okay. And, um, the, the, the idea is to meet somebody whom, with whom you can build a future. Um, somebody who shares common ground with you, you know, um, and the way to do that, the way to get intimate without it being sex is by finding something to do. That's both new for you and your partner. So Michaela, what ideas would you have? Can you provide some examples? Well, I think that you can go. I don't know, maybe if, if you like uh, outdoors activities and you never hiked, but you like to, to do other activities like surfing or stuff like that, and your partner n has never experienced that, you can try and go into a hike and enjoy the nature and everything just to, to, to start a new hobby or something. But I think that um, another thing that creates intimacy is conversation. Mm -hmm. Be able to talk about nothing and everything. Okay. So okay. if you are able to talk about uh, how was your day, uh, politics, uh, whatever, and be able to communicate what you like, what you don't like, what is not working for you and what is working for you and all this kind of stuff, you will create a better relationship. The thing is that um, we never want to talk about the big conversations, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's big, I mean, that's when you're, I think either you're engaged or you're already married and there are certain huge conversations no but it's... even in the beginning you you we, we have a very hard time to say what we need to say what is uncomfortable for us we don't want to say to them what is is wrong we are we go to our friends to talk about what's wrong in our relationship but we hardly talk what's wrong with our partner what is wrong in a relationship yeah i agree yeah we yeah, we, we go to our friends and honestly, to clear the air, it's, it's better to address your partner directly and, and have those tough conversations. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm going to throw one out there. Like, let's say you've been dating this person and now he's your boyfriend and he loves going to see his mother every weekend with you. And I mean, you like the lady, but come on, it's every Saturday. And you're thinking, can't we do something else for once? 
I don't know. What would you do in this situation, Makayla? That's a tough one. No, I think I, I will just say to him that um, we need to to do something different. You know, it's not that we don't want to see uh, our mother-in-law or whatever, but that we as a family can do other things together than always do the same thing. So I will try to let him know how I feel in a way where... To avoid an, um, an argument, you know, not a aggressive way, but like explaining to him that, okay, it's fine to go see your mom and everything, but time to time, I would like to do something different. Right. Break it gently, coolly, and take notes and do, uh, mental notes in terms of the reaction. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and say that Well, if his goal is to see his mother every weekend, you know, this is where you can also present your goals. For example, maybe you want to, I don't know, um, go to, maybe you love soccer. Usually, I mean, I, there are women who love soccer. Maybe you love soccer and he, he's not, he, he would rather watch it a soccer game at his mother's house instead of going to an actual stadium. Uh, there, you know, you would have to go about it in a, in an, in a, an efficient way and just say, you know, I, I like the vibe of when I'm in a stadium. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. How would you go? Like if he says, oh, but we can watch the soccer game at my mother's Sorry, I'm a little. Uh, how would you, when you want to go see the actual game, how would you go about that? Well, there are many, many ways. You can actually say, oh, you know, uh, we went to your mother's uh, last Sunday, so I would like to go see the the match, <laughs> the soccer game at the stadium, because, you know, everything around, it's more fun and everything and I, I I want to to experience the adrenaline of the stadium so maybe this time if it's not offensive to you and be kind to me well you could go with me to the stadium to see the soccer game and maybe then we can go see your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or or we know, can go after the game yeah I, i i i guess i'd be really drunk if that happened but i mean i'd, I'd be like drinking beer at the game just to not you know i mean th this is a very real situation though i mean there are people that do this or for example let's say let's say there's no mother-in-law it's just the guy is a homebody like he likes being at home You want to go see, I don't know, the latest Coldplay concert. You want to see it live. You want to feel that energy. And he says, oh, but we'll see it way better on my big screen TV. We'll get munchies. If you want, we can smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. How do you swim? How do you get out of that one? And he's, he's offering his place in that. This is if you're just boyfriend and girlfriend. How do you get around that one? 
again, you have to find a, a way to, to let him know that you want to do your, your things too, that you matter in the relationship. It's not all about him. It's all about you too. So you have to find a common ground. And maybe this, this, you say, you know what? Um, if you don't want to go to the concert, I will, be, I, I will go by myself. Or with friends. Or with yeah. my friends, exactly. You don't have to do everything you want to do with, the, with that person. What is important to you has value. And the other person has to respect that and understand that even if you don't share exactly the same goals and values, yours are not less than, than, than theirs, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking from experience, you know, I used to give in a lot in, in terms of keeping the peace. There were many times when, with a certain partner I had where I would give in because I just didn't want to fight. And that's going to lead me into the next topic. I, I didn't want to fight. I really didn't. And so uh, I would actually go with it. Um, and then I'd feel terrible about myself because in my head, in the back of my head, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, you know, but I really didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, I didn't want to stay at home watching the concert. I wanted to go to the concert and we had the money to pay for the tickets, you know, but I let it slide. And instead of things getting better, things started to get worse. And this is when we'd start having more arguments because he saw that I was a pushover. So, you know, uh, he... Um, well, the way people get angry uh, varies, obviously. And I'm going to get into this with with Mikayla. There are venters. Then there are people that use the silent treatment. And there are people who explode. He was a venter and would make me feel really bad. Like he'd just mumble, you know, mumble, mumble, mumble about whatever. And I'd feel bad and I wouldn't react. But then I'd reach a breaking point, and guess what, folks? I'd explode like Godzilla. Okay, so Mikayla, what do you think about that? What are, What are your experiences with this? You know, the, the the getting angry bit. Well, in my case, I'm more like um, silent treatment. But I, we have to be honest here. There's not a wrong way or a good way to get angry. You, everybody can get angry in his own way. But uh, some people need to fix everything at, at that moment and others want to wait because they have to calm down and clear their heads. And when you explode in a normal way, like you're so angry and you have an argument and you start to explode, you have the tendency of following the person and keep arguing and arguing and arguing and arguing. And sometimes if the other person is not the same way, it will make things worse because the other person is like, he's like me who doesn't want to talk at that precise moment. Every time you 
come to talk to me, I'm getting angrier. So, and I, I and, and then I start to, I do, literally, I don't care what you're saying. Because I don't want to talk. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to see you. So if you keep coming at me, I'm like acting like I don't care because I'm not listening. So you disconnect and you're, you get irritated. So you just rather just. And more you're pushing at me. The worse it is. The worse it is because I, 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 I start to, to act like, um, you know, uh, in a way like I'm like, oh, you want to do that? And you're telling me that I don't have to see my phone. Well, I'm going to see my phone because it bothers you. So I will start to do everything that bothers you because you're bothering me. So instead of making things smaller, I everything escalates every time it's a bigger and a bigger and a bigger problem. So even then you have to find a way, you know, when you have an argument to find a common ground on how you're going to to deal with it, these kind of uh, arguments because there's no good way to do it. It's not like, it's always your way. It's always my way. No, it's not about that. It's about finding a way to communicate. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that that's the idea because, yeah, okay, so like the fixer people, for example, like if you have an argument with with your partner if you're the explosive type and then are like running after the partner saying look look we can fix it and the other person is like uh, in their silent mode you have to give them their space because otherwise you're not going to get anywhere you're trying to fix the situation right then and there i've seen several cases i've lived them myself Again, as Michaela said, there's no exact way all the time because uh, sometimes uh, a person who explodes can give the silent treatment suddenly, an uh, element of surprise or be a venter, you know? But when a person is upset, it's just better not, tr don't try fixing it right away. And fixers, Okay, in arguments, they tend to do that. They tend to pursue the person. Oh, look, I'm sorry, or whatever. But it's not only there. Fixers try to fix the person they're with. They, you know, for example, you see a brilliant guy. You start dating him. He's pretty good, but he's, he's sometimes a bit of a, a child. Mm-hmm. And you want to set up his whole life, so you type up his CV because he's looking for a job, and you're like, look, 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 I'll help you. Look, oh, yes, thank you. Now, if, if that boyfriend says, oh, thank you, thank you, that boyfriend is uh, dependent, and all you're doing there is you're turning your boyfriend into an eternal Peter Pan, the Peter Pan syndrome, okay, where he's going to behave like a child. He's not going to man up because you're fixing him he likes it he's got a new mom you know and this is not ideal either regardless of anger and that this is because you're gonna get tired if you try to fix everything and he'll just sit in his laurels yeah know? but um there's fixing and fixing i mean you can try to help someone because like you said your cv or whatever and you want to help him to get a good cv and 
and then move away and the other and the dependent is more like please do everything for me and sometimes we try to fix people but it's hard because sometimes we realize that they are not taking our advice <laughs> and we get frustrated and the thing is you cannot fix someone who doesn't want to be fixed So if the person you're dating and you're trying to fix doesn't want to be fixed, you're going nowhere. Because this person is like, stop trying to fixing me because I'm not asking you to fix that problem. I, I'm happy where I am. I don't want to change. So please stop pushing me. So you're pushing, this person is pushing you away. At the same time, you're pushing this person away because he's not doing what you want him to do. Or he sits in his laurels, which is the experience I had. One guy, now he loved me mothering him. You know, it depends on the person too. Some people get really annoyed. I've, I've lived both. Mm -hmm. People, I, I feel like a cat, you know, nine, nine lives, meow. Uh, but, uh, you know, in one case, the guy loved it. I like resolved his, his life. He wanted to fix me because I have an illness, but, and so there he was on top of things, but usually it was I who did a bunch of work for him and he was thrilled. The other guy would get very angry, annoyed and would vent. Yeah. So I learned from that I, true story, you know, like I, I'm not going to do either. You know, I, I, or I, not that I'm not going to do either, but I'm not going to be such a fix, fixer. I want to move on to being supportive. Not That's the word that we, we should talk about. Mm -hmm. Actually, because what is exactly a, a relationship? It's the one supporting the one another. But it doesn't mean that because you're supporting your partner, you have to give up your goals. Actually, you have to support him to get where he wants to be and he is supposed to do the same for you so you can be where you want to be so i think that that's that would be like the perfect relationship if we can say that because you are like a person who is helping another person at the same time you are individuals doing your things, but living together. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said it, Mikaela, it's, it's teamwork. It's yeah. being supportive is teamwork. And if there are issues, but there's, there's always going to be issues because people, there's no such thing as a perfect relationship, but you can get as you can get close to the sun, you know, yeah. without it burning you and, and, the, the goal is to have far more good moments or wonderful moments than crappy ones. That's that, that, that's just enjoying life with, with your partner, you know, and yeah, there's going to be obstacles, but there, there will be obstacles, but you can get through them if you're a team and yeah, you know, many, but many, 
But yes. in order to be a good team, you have to say whatever bothers you without starting your conversation with a, in a way that looks like you are, I don't know, you know, saying something uh, that will hurt the other person or uncomfortable, you know, in a, in a very easy way. Because sometimes we say things like, oh, you know, I, we need to talk. And when, oh my God, when we need to talk is like, what now? Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, you are doing this and you are doing this is like, oh, there we go again. So you will get tired of this kind of uh, little phrases who are very pointy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, prickly. Yeah, they're prickly or sarcasm. So, yeah. So, so I think the good communication in a friendly way that don't you in a way that you don't want to feel like you the, the other person is about to be aggressive or say something that you want to like or whatever but find a friendly way to speak to the to your partner and 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 have the big talks like you know uh this little thing you do when you shower i don't really like it please be careful with that and Most important, I think, about it's to know what your values are. If you have kind of the same values, how you want to live your life based on your values, because maybe you like to, I don't know, make cake and sell cakes and that's your thing. And for the other person, it's like, oh, I want to go uh, riding a horse. And you have that big party and you want this person the same day to go to your big party because you was the big opening of your bakery and whatever. And this person is like, I have a competition. So I cannot go. And so we need to understand that not because this person is not going to the big opening because he has something important to him or to her is less important out than it is for us our things i mean you have to respect the fact that for him this competition is super important the same way he has to understand that you won't be there for him to see him compete because you will be in your big opening but no event is less than the other they are equally important to each other maybe i won't be so excited because he's She's opening the bakery. Or maybe I won't be so excited because, oh, he won the the competition at the same level that he will be. But it doesn't mean that it's not important to me or he's, that my big opening is not important to him. Yeah, it's, it, it's a hard uh, thing to get through. Like, it's hard enough when it's just you and your partner. But then when you have children, then that's a whole nother you know, ingredient added to the mix. Uh, but yeah, you, I mean, people can't be so sensitive because we are made to often be alone. Even if we have partners, you know, we have our own thoughts. Yeah. Our own process. So one shouldn't, um, unless it's like a life and death situation, like, 
oh, you know, my mother is dying. Oh, wait, I got to go to this concert, uh, this, uh, I don't know, Eminem concert, and my, and, but my mother is dying and she helped you. That's different. That's an extreme, right? But for the most part, these situations happen where one person has is following their interests and the other. Exactly. And another scenario, taking your example, can happen is that you are doing a conference, for example, in Atlanta, and your wife is in Chicago, and the, her mother is in a very bad way, and she's sick and everything, and she's at the hospital, and you need to talk to your husband, but he's on a conference tour or something. Well, this person won't be able to talk to you at that moment, or maybe won't be able to f take a plane and just say, okay, I'm going to, to see you. You have to understand too that, that it doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the situation, but that he will be there as soon as he can or she can be. Right, the circumstances. Yeah, he's not going to be like, oh, I got to catch a plane. I don't even have a ticket. No, I mean, and this is an emergency, but, you know, there's traffic, there's mishaps and, and what have you, you know. Yeah. And another example, same thing. You know that uh, your mom is sick and at the hospital, but you have another, you have a, a, to travel for work. And if you talk with your wife or vice versa, and you said, oh, she's just, your mom is stable, but I have this work. I really need to go. We need to understand that, that he's not there because he doesn't want to be, but because he has another thing to do who is as equally important. And if something happens, this person will be back as soon as he can. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Agree. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't send people on guilt trips. The only time... I would allow that is if really it were like unbelievable, very narcissistic, you know? Yeah. But, but I think we have enough criteria to differentiate between a genuine situation versus things caused by narcissism. So if you're, if you're with a narcissist, I mean, that, that, that's not really going to go well. No, you know. because it's all about him, not about you. So, yeah. Yeah, just think, I'm going to throw in a film, classic film, American Psycho, Patrick Bateman. And I think we're going to wrap up. Sorry to leave you guys with Patrick Bateman, but watch it. It's not a very, I mean, it's violent, but it, it, there, it's a good film. Anyhow, have a wonderful week, Michaela. Have a great and productive week. And we'll see you next, next week. Bye-bye.